Yo, you are not going to want to go anywhere. Today we got Elena Nadig on the podcast. Her story is amazing. I love the, her resiliency and how she was able to bounce back, have her own business, and now what she's doing to be able to change the rest of her life. So it was a true honor to learn from somebody who's a business owner, as well as somebody who's came from adversity, you know, came from their lowest point and still are able to achieve what they want because they seek out their goals. They make sure they put that time in. And from there, they're able to teach other people on what to do. So she also has a top-rated podcast as well, which we'll get into. But it was a real honor, again, to be able to have that one-on-one conversation about the things people don't like to talk about. You're not going to want to miss this. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wondered why winners keep on winning? When you look at those people and all they seem to do is win, when they find ways to win, when things get tough. That's the winner's paradigm. The winner's paradigm is simply recalibrating your mindset so you can achieve everything you dream of, your definition of success in life. On this podcast, we interview those winners. We ask them how they got their wins. We talk about trauma. We talk about adversity. We talk about work ethic. We talk about lessons learned. So you guys can have those tools to be able to recalibrate your mindset. My name is Alundis Havens. I am your podcast host and the founder of The Winner's Paradigm. I'm going to be taking this to new heights so I can be able to show you guys exactly what it looks like when you detail your journey and be able to get those answers from people who have been there and done that. This is The Winner's Paradigm. Let's get this. Hey, you guys, this is your boy Lundis here with the Winner's Paradigm Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having an extraordinary uh, woman on our podcast today. And what I love about her is she's doing so many things right now. She's an entrepreneur, financial advisor. She also has a podcast out there called The Pursuit of Relentless. And um, what I love about it is she just gives you know entrepreneurs or really anybody those tools to succeed in life. So I felt like she aligned with our mission here, um, and I wanted to bring her on. So Elena, would you mind giving us a brief introduction of who you are? Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. First of all, I am super grateful to be here and um, being able to meet your audience virtually, of course. But yeah, my name is Elena Nadig, and I have been a part of the financial industry for only about six years now and the podcast world for about two years. But previous to that, I was a Red Seal pastry chef for 10 years. Uh, I was a heavy equipment operator out in the oil sands. And maybe I'll start my story there because that's when it really started changing for me. It's when I started uh, doing personal development and listening to Ed Milet's podcast and Andy Frisella's podcast and uh, Impact Theory and Tony Robbins and uh, Rachel Hollis and like all of these incredible leaders in the world today. And I just started selling out to my personal development. So on a haul track, okay, I'm going to put this in picture for the audience, but this truck that I was operating was literally the size of my house. Okay. It hauled 400 tons of dirt. So it was an 800 ton fully loaded truck. Mm -hmm. And so there was multiple days that I was at work and I was just like, why am I doing this? Because I'd be falling asleep at the wheel or I'd be nearly driving off the road or sliding around a corner or getting stuck or blowing a tire. And my truck almost lit on fire one time. I had a 375 degree turbo with hydraulic oil spraying on it. And the boss is like, hey, can you just move your truck a little? And the mechanic's like, you need to go way far away before this truck explodes. So mm-hmm. I'm like, why Why do I do this again? Oh, yeah, money, right? Because I have to. So 
I got myself into a lot of financial trouble when I was younger. I didn't really learn about money and finance in school or like how to use credit properly or anything like that. So I ended up getting into with my vehicle and my credit cards. I was about $100,000 in debt by the age of 26 years old. And I just knew that that's not what I wanted for my life. And so when I got offered a position on site, everyone says, I live in Fort McMurray, Alberta. They said, Elena, go to site. It's the best thing ever. Like you're going to make all this money and it's going to be fantastic and you're going to love it. And so I was like, sign me up. (laughs) I will gladly do that. And then it was fun for a few months until it wasn't. And then I started noticing why people were so miserable and angry and it was a really negative work environment. And it's because you're working six days on and six days off, but on your six days on, you don't have a life at all, right? It's 15 hour days. Uh, You got to get up super early. You get home at night, you have to wind down and go to bed and you're only getting like five or six hours of sleep a night. And then you switch from day shifts to night shifts halfway through your cycle. And it was just not the life that I wanted. I was like, A, I'm too tall for a haul truck. I'm six foot one. And so my legs are way too long to actually operate the equipment properly. So it was a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I gained a hundred pounds because I was just super depressed. I couldn't exercise and have time to have a life really. And people are like, Oh, Lena, you had half a year. I'm like, yeah, except for I slept because I had to recover from working and it was awful. And then Absolutely. I wanted to see my family and stuff like that. So I really just started focusing on me and what I wanted in my life and what I was really driven to do. And it was 2017 when I made the decision to go full-time with World Financial Group. And uh, we are on a mission to help families of every uh, financial class get financial education, get better with their personal finances, their business finances, Um, help people get proper insurance protection and get out of debt and save for their kids' future and save for their retirement, right? And so when I met this company, they're like, Elena, I don't know if you keep your options open, but I'm looking for some good people. And I was like unemployed at that time because uh, when I met the company, I had just started working in the oil sands, right? And I was like super happy with where I was at, thought I was going to be a millionaire and it was great. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And so I wasn't really super open to a conversation with that person. And uh, it took me getting laid off for six months, (laughs) not being able to pay my bills to really focus on where I was going and what I was doing with my life. And uh, I got another conversation Um, after I started getting myself out of debt and started to save for retirement and stuff, I was like, okay, I'm ready. Like, take me on, please. I'll apprentice under you. I'll get my license. It's going to be awesome. I'll make it happen. Never in a million years did I think I would actually enjoy it. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I went back to site right after I got my license. And then three months later, our city burnt down. So, um, Fort McMurray literally, like 30% of Fort McMurray completely lit on fire. All of the trees around the area, like it, it was really bad, right? And we're a super secluded Northern city. So it was a challenge. I went to Vancouver Island for three months and lived in my sister-in-law's backyard. 
I started running my business from my camper in the middle of my sister-in-law's driveway. And I did whatever it took, right? I just started learning and I started developing my skills and learning how to do sales. And uh, when I got back to Fort McMurray in July of 2016 is when this was, I actually started going back to work. Like, okay, I went back to work on the oil sands, but I started working on my business too and building it part-time. And so it took me getting laid off three times in two years to uh, make the decision to transition into my financial firm full-time. And Mm -hmm. uh, so they ended up hiring my husband on, we were contractors at the time we met on site and have a cute little love story and such, but um, so we grew up three hours apart from each other, but we met in Fort McMurray. So it's really, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so they hired him on full-time. So he doubled our income overnight. Okay. Salary. So like steady, okay, you're going to make X amount of dollars and you're good. And then they put him on my complete opposite shift. So I literally never saw him. Right. So, Uh um, he's like, Elena, I want you to go full-time with your business. And I was like, done, (laughs) I'm going to do that. So in 2017, in October, I quit my full-time job and I went full-time with my business. And ever since then I paid off my debt. I lost a hundred pounds. I quadrupled the size of my company. I've make more money than I've ever made in my entire life. And I'm doing good things. I'm able to contribute every day. I'm able to help people. I'm able to get out and like actually make a difference in the world and have a life and freedom. Um, and I couldn't be more grateful. I'll tell you. That's my journey. <laughs> that that is awesome, and it's so empowering. Um, and there was three big things I took from there. You know, one freedom, like you said, when you're working those 15 hours, you didn't have a life. You didn't have, you weren't close with your family that time. You know, like you said, you were depressed. You started gaining the weight, so it really took a toll on you. To now, you know, where you're able to actually control that, and then you help others. So I say, number one, that's huge. Two, you know, is just the um, the relentlessness right there. You know, like you said, you got laid off three times in two years. Most people would quit. Most people would say, I'm done, you know, and they would feel like there's something that they're doing wrong, but they would be intimidated. And what I like about you is you embrace that. And you said, no, we're going to figure this out. You know, luckily your husband got into it. Um, And then, you know, they switched some different shifts. So I've been there as well, you know, where it's tough, where you guys don't even have that relationship. You can't really talk. Mm -hmm. And then when you do, it's either one's tired or the other one's waking up and then it's like trying to communicate and it's not a good time. So I give you props there. And three, you know, what would you say now is the most rewarding part, you know, of helping people, giving them those resources to succeed. I know financial literacy is something that you guys do and you teach people. Um, So Mm -hmm. what would you say there, you know, is one of the big things that you love doing? Uh, So on the client side of my business, being able to sit down with someone and have the confidence to go into a conversation going, I know 100% that there's something I can do to help you today. Whether that's literally making you smile, making you dream, or helping you with your money, right? So you help someone with your money, they love you forever. <laughs> and it's <That's> true. <laughs> it's the best feeling in the world. Like I love it when people come into my office and they go, oh, Elena, you can't help me. Like there's nothing you're going to be able to do. And then I go, watch me. And then I save them thousands of dollars a month. And I'm like, booyah, there you go. And then they're like, I could have never have done this without you. And now they're my clients for life. 
you know, because you go above and beyond and you do whatever it takes, regardless of your paycheck. Right. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways that I could give your listeners is mission before commission. Like you have to be passionate. You have to do what's right for the client every time, because when you do the rule of reciprocity, the rule of reciprocity comes into play. Right. So if you give, you will receive. And that's just how it goes. So if you're being generous with your time and being generous with your information and your money and you're open with your emotions and just go, hey, no, I used to be $100,000 in debt. I figured it out. I know that I can teach you how to do it because I've done it myself. Right. So that's one of the things that I love about my clients is that I can go in and just make sure that I can contribute in some way, shape or form. And then on my business side, uh, like training financial advisors, you'd think would be really boring and sounds lame, but watching these people transform their lives is better than you can even imagine. Giving people an opportunity, which is why I love being an entrepreneur, but giving people an opportunity to go, hey, you can have a better life. You can actually have whatever you want if you plan for it. And just go out and here's the system you can run. And if you run it, you're going to win. So I get to coach them hands on. I get to, you know, do client meetings with them. I get to give them my skills. I get to help them develop their own skills. I get to help them get independent of me and build their teams and help their teammates build their teams. And it's just incredible. And now my company's Canada wide and I'm able to sit down with people in almost every single province in the country and help them. And I don't think that there's been a day that I've gone by and I haven't just experienced extreme gratitude, whether that's for a client or for a text message that I get or for a package in the mail I get from my long lost cousin who doesn't even know me, but listens to my podcast and heard that I had a miscarriage and was super sad for me. So she sent me a package in the mail from Switzerland You know, little things like that. And I'm like, wow, look at this incredible environment that I've created. And these people who just care about each other and go above and beyond to help each other. And that's the pursuit of relentless. That's it's not it's not going for the end goal. It's living every single day intentionally. That that is huge. And and I like how you said that living every single day intentionally. Um, in your case, you know, you take extreme pride in what you do, extreme yeah. pride in helping people getting to that next step. So I would say in your case, you know, you were there, you were $100,000 in debt. Um, and now, you know, you're able to speak that with other people. So what would you say is the one thing that's the knowledge gap that people don't know to uh, when you do have those conversations with them, like you said, where they come in and they're like, there's no way you can help me. You're able to say, no, we can. Um, what would you say is that one thing that's typically what people are missing out on clarity, clarity on what they want. So you would be just dumbfounded by how many people just tell me that they want comfort. I just want to be comfortable, Elena. I want to be comfortable, but they have no idea how much money they need to save. They have no idea what comfortable even looks like, let alone trying to actually achieve it. So clarity is, everything when it comes to your financial plan, because you can have, like I said, you can have whatever you want. You can have that new car. You can have that boat that my husband wants to buy, honey. 
yes, you can have it. <laughs> you just have to save money for it. And you right. have to be intentional on what time you're going to buy it. So he has the cash for it now, but he's like, if we're considering moving back to our BC house and we're trying to have kids, right? So it's like, mm, is today the right time to spend 40 or $50,000 on a boat? Maybe not, you know, but right. at the same time, it's nice to, you know, sit there and go, okay, no, I know I can have a boat. And now I need to plan on when I can actually buy that. So I think that that there's a big misconception on what being wealthy looks like. And a Absolutely. lot of people have been told that people that are wealthy are bad people, right? So they look at some of the super rich billionaires and are there some that get rich in not good ways? Yes, 100% there is. However, every single wealthy person that I know, especially in my business that I've ever met <laughs> is the most generous and kind person. And they want to share all their knowledge and they're not selfish and they're not greedy and they just want to help you. And so I think when people have clarity and a good environment, right? Like good associations. There you go. Wow. It changes everything. I, I agree with you there. Clarity is huge. An environment. I'm big on that. I'm big on energy. You know, like you said, you went through all these events. You had that cousin reach out to you. Uh, my wife and I went through the same thing twice. And what's tough is I'm that person that needs to like be vocal and I need to speak where she's not. You know, she yeah. wants same. to go through it, you know, and works through it. So during that time, I was like, is my marriage really going to fail? Because we couldn't talk, you know, and then when we would, she would be angry because it was all the motions. To where you know we got through that and i realized hey you know um we worked through it you know luckily things got better and so other but it's those times where you got to embrace it you know mold it and adapt so what i love is how honest genuine you were on that and then number two you know now to where you're giving back you're showing people and like you said people when they visualize these billionaires they think that they're so evil where it's like the majority of the time these are great people like ed Milet, um he has his own podcast and he helps other people and everybody's always talking about how great he is. Even listening to him, you can tell, you know, so one of my big things, you know, is, is getting people to recalibrate their mindset to be able to achieve their definition of success. And that's where yes. I take it directly, you know, from you in this case is, you know, your definition of success is different than mine. Me, I want to have, you know, those multiple streams of income to where I get to do what I want on my terms. And then from there, you know, be able to leave that legacy for my family. So that's right. what I love, you know, now learning is before I was thinking it's the nice cars, you know, it's the big house. Well, I got the house, but something's still missing. And then when I figured out that the car right now for me doesn't really matter because it's not going to do anything for me, you know, it's going to be a depreciating asset. I'm going to be losing money. That's where I was able to, you know, reconfigure. And what was funny was at that time, um, I was surrounded with a lot of people that had all the flashy things, you know, and they had to look the best, dress the best have the nice cars, you know, and, and getting into arguments with them when I realized that, hey, I'm wasting my time because their picture of what they want is different than me. So in your case, yeah. you know, what would you say or what would you tell somebody who's, who's working on that right now, that they're working at putting that vision together of who they want to be? They're just not surrounded with it yet. You know, they're not sure what they're doing 100% yet. Don't chase shiny things. Don't chase shiny things. It is a slow and strenuous process building a business. It is daily, minute by minute, thoughts, 
feelings, emotion, like there's just so much that goes into building a business. You have to be on all the time and you got to be committed to that because it's not about you anymore. It's about your company and it's about you serving others. So when it comes to like getting serious, track your habits because what you track is every, it's what you create, right? So for me, I track my water intake. I drink a gallon a day. I notice you have the same jug as I do. That's awesome. Um, Amazon. And uh, (laughs) it's so great. It's like a goals one. It's like, you're doing awesome. You can do this. And I'm like, yes, I can. Meanwhile, I'm like seven o'clock at night going, I still have to drink 12 ounces of water, you know. Been there. (laughs) Yeah, right. But yeah, when you're focused and you're really selling out to, okay, this is the habits that I need to do every single day to be successful in life. I take it from Ed Milet. Ed Milet has uh, a book called Max Out Your Life. And it gives you his daily routine. Morning and night. So my morning when I get up, I read my book, I make a coffee, right? So I first make a coffee. Coffee. There you go. Coffee first. Always. Uh, Water. Always have water too. And then I sit on my couch with my dog and we read a book, sometimes out loud if I'm by myself and my husband's not sleeping um, because I take it in better. But I have a highlighter in hand ready to go and I'm digging into my personal development. And it's the first thing I do because it's the thing that I won't do if I don't do it first. Right? Absolutely. It's easy not to do it. It's so easy not to do it. And so when you set up your mind right, right off the bat, you know that you're getting, okay, a win. Boom. I did my reading out of the way. Right. And then you're reading this book. And like right now I'm reading a book called Psycho Cybernetics. And it was written by uh, Maxwell Maltz, I believe is his name. And he's a surgeon, like a um, plastic surgeon. But he said, if people don't deal with the internal pain that they're struggling with first, right? So this is like you were asking, how do they get started? You need to imagine what your life is going to look like if you keep on the same path. Okay. And then you got to go, okay, this is what I want to look like. And then back engineer the habits and disciplines that the person that is your best self has. So for me, scheduling is very important. And people are like, oh, Elena, you're always so busy. And I'm like, no, I don't waste time. Like I'm just intentional. So if it's, oh, I have between two and three o'clock to do nothing. Well, I'm going to go take my dog to the dog park and I'm going to go do some prospecting. There you, you know, go. get a workout in. <laughs> there's just, there's no time to waste and you never know when your life is going to be over. Absolutely. So if you live intentionally every single day and you go, okay, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do my reading. I'm going to do a workout. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to go to the office. I'm going to do appointments. I'm going to make some calls. going to change the world. I'm going to come home. I'm going to be the best spouse ever. I'm going to clean my house. I'm going to have meal prep done. I'm going to be prepared. uh, And I'm going to do my journal and I'm going to go to bed. Right. And every single day on repeat, then guess what you do? You create automatic habits that you don't have to think about. And then all of a sudden you have a trauma situation happen. Like when I had my miscarriage, I could not read for a week and I had to be okay with that. Right. Mm -hmm. I couldn't be in my head at that minute. But when you go and you just keep trying every day and you don't let yourself stay down and you just are like, okay, I honor the fact that I'm sad. 
I honor the fact that I'm struggling. That's okay. I'm allowed to struggle. It's a terrible situation. Move on. Okay. So what is the one thing that I can do today that is going to get me closer to my goals and dreams? Drink water. Okay. Can I control how much water I drink today? Yes, I can. Right? So win. That's a win for the day. Andy Frisella has the power list. It's something that I just started using a few days ago, actually. Mm -hmm. And it's five critical tasks a day. And then there's no space for reflection and like what you learned today, what you did today, what you accomplished. And then when you go back and you're like, man, I did do a lot today. You know, whether that's for moms that are at home taking care of their kids, your kid didn't die today. Okay. That's a good day. (laughs) Like they're still alive. You took care of yourself today. Maybe you had a bath or, you know, drank a coffee and just sat in peace or did a meditation or something. I think if people can give themselves more wins throughout the day and actually like pat themselves on the back, they're going to be a happier and be healthier and see more free because they're able to really sit in that and go, yeah, no, I am doing a good job. Props to me. Cause I think we all beat ourselves up way too much. So giving them a little wins is the big deal. I a hundred percent agree with you. I feel like that as well is you got to one, you know, show that gratitude and, and just think about, hey, how far have you come? Like in your case, you were in a position that most people would have quit. You know, you were in debt. Yeah. You went in there. And like you said, you count your wins. You start the day off right. You create those habits. I'm all about that. And what I've learned um, from an efficiency standpoint is just having that battle rhythm, you know, having that schedule to where you get leave room to deviate slightly. But it's, you know, creating that repetition. And um, my, my thing is, is I need to get back on meal prepping. So I'm going to implement that back in. But before, you know, it was creating this whole battle rhythm, you know, and making sure that and it's just efficiency and, hey, we can always maximize this. Or like you said, you know, be the best husband, wife you can be. Um, In my case, you know, I got to wash the dishes. I'm not going to let them sit there for two days like I have, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. creating that new habit to make it better. And like you said, even the water, that was one concept for me because I've never... I love water, but I've never wanted to drink it. And I'd say with no. me, it's more more psychological now, you know, having that yeah. gallon to where it's like I walk in the gym, you know, have the gallon, I have it everywhere I go. And it's like forcing yeah. myself to where um, what's funny is when I stopped drinking soda, I was getting really big into um, sparkling water. And it wasn't that I liked it. It was just the carbonation that was pulling me away. And now I actually don't even like sparkling water because I'm drinking so much water that kind of kills my vibe with anything I try to drink. You know, if it's tea, Mm -hmm. I'll drink it. But for the most part, it's that gallon. It's just tedious. And I'm like, I need to finish it. I need to put this down. So I end up drinking more water than what I originally did. And that wasn't even the intent, you know. The intent Mm -hmm. was just to get it, see how much I can drink a day. If you can drink a gallon, whoop you do If not, you know, so it was just creating that and then setting myself up for success. So I totally yeah. agree with you there. You know, one thing I would add is, is kind of uh, preparing for the next day as well. You know, just reflecting mm-hmm. on how everything went today, <laughs> saying, hey, what does my schedule look like for tomorrow? You know, what could I do to be different? You know, where did I mess up today? In my case, you know, when you have those tough clients where they're just being stingy with you or it's about money and they're not understanding the value because, again, they look at the dollar sign. That's where, you know, I look at it and I'm like, hey, is there anything better I could have done? Um, So in your case, you know, what would you say, last thing here, um, it's kind of the underlying mission for you where now, you know, you've been through the struggle, you've had those events that have molded you, you help others. Um, What's the next thing here, you know, for you where you're going to be able to continually help people as well? 
getting people access to people that can help them in their own field. Because that's why I started my podcast. I love it because it's in those moments when you're like three days after my miscarriage, I did a podcast and I'll tell you the energy and the power that I took out of that conversation was life-changing because in those moments when you're in the dark and you're just having a hard time and you do something that's not about you, it's about helping other people. It gives you fire. It gives you fuel for your fire. It gives you the energy to snap back and go, no, I am better than this. I don't need to stay down. I need to serve. And if I serve, then I'm going to have everything that I ever wanted in my life. And I don't worry about financial means. I don't worry about who's going to come into my life because I get introductions to people because I introduce people to people. So I love being that go-to person that is, oh, you need this done? I can call this guy. Oh, you need this service done? Okay, you should call this guy. You know, and when you can connect people, you don't know what kind of impact you're going to have for them. You don't know if your conversation with them is going to be impactful, or maybe you can set them up with someone else who's going to help them through something because you're too close to them and you can't necessarily have that kind of influence on them. Um, So for instance, I bought one of my family members a uh, life coaching and health coaching session for Christmas. And I was like, "Ah, this could go really bad (laughs) or it could go really good and she could change her life and it'd be awesome. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to go with that one and hope for the best, but you can't control what people do. You can't control what people say about you uh, or anything like that. All you can control is the intentions that you're putting out and how you act and react to situations that happen in the world. Um, So I think that it's really important to stick to who you are and be really true to yourself and your mission. And for me, it's contribution. But I also want, can, can I touch on one more thing though? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. So you were talking earlier about multiple streams of income and how millionaires have multiple streams of income. And there's a misconception around that in a lot of people's minds because they think that they have to have seven businesses to have seven streams of income. Right. And that's not the reality of it, right? Maybe you have one business and there's seven different ways you get paid. Maybe you uh-huh. get bonus structures. Maybe you get your, even for employees, right? So a lot of my friends have a salary job. They get overtime, right? So that's a bonus. They mm-hmm. get bonuses. They get benefits, right? These are all income sources. Where's that Absolutely. money? You got renters in their house, right? That's a, that's a source of income, right? So that's five right there, you know? Absolutely. And yet a lot of business owners think that they have to have, I hate it, serial entrepreneurs. I'm like, guys, stay in your lane. Like you can do six different things, but find what you're actually good at and what you like and run with it and make it the best, you know? Absolutely. But I think, yeah, when you've got, even investments, right? So maybe you've got four different kinds of investment accounts or multiple properties or whatever. Um, Just know that those all count and that people should just really talk to a financial advisor. Uh, Absolutely. And that's, and that's the direction I was going. I should have clarified a little more, you know, as it's um, hopefully in the next year to start getting some rental properties, you know, after we refinance this house, pull out some of that equity, put it towards it, you know, as that's the next step of, having those rental properties and then doing what I want. You know, for me, 
I would say it's that shift in employee versus, you know, business owner mentality, especially mm-hmm. now, you know, moving into the podcast realm. So dense, number one. Um, so many people that do it. And like you said, it's resourcefulness. Getting to that person that knows, and that's what I love about podcasting now, is you, you're continually, you know, meeting people that know something you don't, and then you're mm-hmm. learning from them, you know, and you're adapting to it. And for me, it was, I, I'm a great employee, you know, I was in the military, I can follow orders, you know, I get really happy. But again, you know, that's not my purpose. My purpose is not to work for somebody forever and feel like I can't express my visions, you know, work outside my role to where, mm-hmm. you know, with the podcast, I was like, hey, I can touch two different places. I can talk about the lows of where I've been at, and then I can document it, the journey. And then later on, you know, be able to talk about what's next in the business aspect. So that's what I'd say I love most importantly, especially listening to your podcast is it's just hearing all these life lessons to where you're like, all right, one, I'm not crazy. Um, two, you know, <laughs> someone understands me as entrepreneurs, you know, we're, we're so yeah. busy. We're doing so many things and it's like, we feed off energy, you know, or at least I do. And I know, well, and you know, even just knowing that there's people out there like you is a big but, deal because when you're a super achiever and you're this person who's like a go-getter and then all your friends sit on a couch and play video games all day, you're like, what is wrong with me? You know, why don't I want to relax? But some of us are just, we're just out there, you know, and it's not a bad thing. Uh, absolutely. That's where I was at. You know, I used to think it was that. Um, I challenged myself that I said I wouldn't touch any video games anymore until I hit 100,000, you know, from the, my own business. Um, and just yeah. kind of that, you know, it wasn't that I necessarily played too much. It was that, like you said, you need that time to decompress, especially when you're working a lot. And for me, it was doing multiple things, you know, going to school, working full time, having a family now, um, trying to figure it out, you know, the business, doing self-improvement to where I was like, I needed that one thing to just decompress. You know, I love reading. Um, What's funny is, is I was, I I started reading and it wasn't intentional, you know, as I was going to join some multi-level marketing, didn't end up working. But from there, I was like, okay, these books are actually good. So it was, you know, decompressing at the end of the day to where I would spend time. And it wasn't like I was playing one, two, it was like four, six hours to where three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, got to be up at six or go to sleep at three, got to be up at four. And I'm over here like, oh, and then it, it slacks me into the next day to where, you know, when I'm in the gym, I'm not able to perform as well, you know, obviously not able to have that mental clarity because I'm tired. So it was, you know, removing that from myself. And like you said, you know, it's overachievers, we want to look at the next thing, you know, and, and what's funny is I kind of had that with my mentor um, and he used to do that to me. Like any goal I would achieve, hey, great job, what's next? And I would look at him and I'm like, what are you talking about? We're going to celebrate this. He's like, no, you're going to celebrate this, but I want to know what's next. And I'm like, well, how are we talking about what's next? We, we just accomplished what we're doing now. And when you look at it, that's what entrepreneurs do every single day. Um, I know in your case, you absolutely do that as a business owner. You know, as you're looking at it, you know, what's the next thing, next step, you know, what's broader. So um, last thing for sure now, um, what would you tell somebody, you know, who's currently in that suck right now where they're working, trying to get to that next level, you know, trying to figure out what they want in life, but they don't necessarily know where to go, what to do. Um, what would you tell them to inspire them right now? Pick up a book and read it with intention. Um, there's an exercise on Ed Milet's podcast with Mike Bauer, and it's the best self, worst self vision of yourself. Okay. Yes. Now that exercise 
is one of the most powerful exercises I've ever done. And I just actually redid it because I don't want to look at myself as the person I was in 2018 when I did it the first time. So I redid it and I said, nope, that's not me anymore. This is my best self. This is my worst self. And you know you're making progress when you can come up with more positives about yourself than you can negatives. So yeah, I'd say do that exercise and figure out who you want to be. Absolutely. I've done it before. Um, What's funny is originally I didn't necessarily like Ed Milet's content as much because I didn't understand it when I first got into it. And then now looking at it, and like you said, you know, looking at the best version, and that's where it really clicked with me is, hey, if I keep going down this path, drinking, not really caring about anybody, you know, I'm going to end up like somebody that I don't want to be like versus, you know, if I stand by my values, create it and say, no, this is who I am. This is what I do, you know, for the most part, stick to it. Don't get me wrong. You're going to have those days where, like you said, you know, you're not going to be able to pick up a book. I know for me, you know, I have those days where it's like, I feel frustrated where I'm at, but it's mutual. You know, it's part of that journey. It's part of that process of growth. And that's where you, you know, document it and talk about exactly, hey, this is where I messed up. You know, it's good intention, poor execution. What could I do better? So I really appreciate you taking the time to come on today. Thank you again. And I really love, you know, getting to know you on a personal level, talking about, you know, growth and just how far you came. It's been an honor. Thank you. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you as well. You have a great rest of your day. Yeah, you too, Mike. Yo, I appreciate y'all for tuning in today. And if this podcast has helped you in any way, if it allowed you to put some tools on your tool belt, if it allowed you to open, expand those horizons, drop a five-star rating and leave an honest review. That way we can see how the podcast has helped you and how this podcast allowed you to get to the next level. Now, with the winner's paradigm, I'm going to roll out some tools to be able to help you guys get to that next motherfucking level. First thing is going to be Tattoo Aftercare. I go with Lucky 13s. Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare allows me to have my tattoos popping, be vibrant, allows me to express myself up to the fullest so I can be able to have that confidence to do whatever I pl- as I please, right? So you're definitely going to want to check out Lucky 13's Tattoo Aftercare. Promo code is Lindizzle. Get 25% off. It's a no-brainer if you want to look good. Now, if you're looking to build a dominant brand in 14 days or less, my man Zach Babcock's an expert in this podcasting game. You're going to want to check out Podcast Power Moves Academy, Podcast Powertrain. You can't go wrong. Now, if you're looking to gain more clients for your business, gain some passive income, my man Aaron Davis at the Urban Astronauts, links also in the description, you can click on that. What he's able to do is garnish you more clients for your business and be able to allow you to make more money. So if I'm you, I don't know why you would want to make more money, definitely go on and check out Urban Astronauts. Now, if you're a podcaster who's looking to book and schedule guests on your podcast, definitely check out Podmatch. I know that's something us podcasters deal with and it gets tough. So you're definitely going to want to check that out if you want to make your life easier. I've been doing it. It's a no brainer. Now, if you're looking into plant based medicine, but you don't know where to start, Rafa 180 is perfect. You can call them up let them know what you're interested in. Um, Hey, I need CBD to go to sleep, for instance, and they're going to be able to guide you with that correct product that's going to help you out for your needs. So definitely call Ruffle 180. Links in the description. Check out their website to see what kind of products can be able to change your life. Now, if you're looking for video content or laser engraving, you're going to want to hit up my man, Eric Allen Media. We actually had him on the show. Wonderful guest. He's an expert in doing video content and laser engraving. Man does phenomenal work. He's going to knock your socks off. Definitely check him out. Now, if you're looking into credit repair, 
business credit, life insurance, 401k rollovers, small business consulting, tax services, retirement planning, immigration services, business funding, or financial literacy classes, A-plus financial solutions is for you. I'm going to drop them down below in the description. They're doing so much out there for the community, expanding horizons. If you want to get to that next level, don't know where to start, A-plus financial solutions is where you're going to be able to be. Now, for me, um, if you go to the winnersparadigm.xyz slash contact, you can be able to fill out a little inquiry there. Let me know exactly what you need, any questions you have, and I can direct you. I can let you know, hey, this is someone I have in my network who's going to be able to take care of you um, and set you up for success. So definitely fill that out. I'll take some time to be able to help you with whatever your needs are, and we can get you to that next level. As always, this is your boy, Alundis. It was a pleasure speaking every day. Um, I love being on the show, giving you that raw content, giving you those stories that actually matter. People who've been there, done shit, so you know exactly. People understand where you're coming from. Keep fucking working every single day. You got this.